0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Welcome to the World of Boating. This is Greg, your first mate, along with Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew as we attempt to navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, you know, there's a nip in the air. Feels a little nipply out there. Thank God fall has arrived. We're just around the corner from, well, I already got my pumpkin spice latte. And, uh, you know, we may have to plan a fall uh, outing for the World of Boating crew. Go watch the leave change. Leave change. Leave. It'd be leave in Florida. One leaf. In One Florida. leaf might change color in Florida, but I don't know. Maybe we can take <laughs> Mike the Mariner's boat up north and watch them yeah. leaves uh, change. Do you do that kind of thing, Mike, or no?
2: Well, uh, I will be uh, at, at the beginning of the year actually taking it up to uh, Jacksonville. I don't know if that's far enough to watch the leaves change,
1: though. Yeah. But
2: taking it up there to uh, to get it hauled and get its uh, get her bottom done and well, that stuff. Well,
1: you know, January Jacksonville might be. Um, you may not see leaves change there in Florida, but you might see the green iguanas freeze and fall from the trees. How about one that, one would
2: hope. I don't think we have any iguanas <laughs> you in Jacksonville. Not, not really? in Jacksonville.
3: What What you'll see in Jacksonville will be the the actual hue of the air will change, um, huh. and you you probably get more of that. Um, uh, how do we want to call it? That Jacksonville aroma. Hmm. Yeah. The what pa- is that, uh, from Perry?
1: The, uh, Well It's uh, paper
3: plants. Oh, all the paper plants up there. Oh, yeah.
1: that's what that is. Okay. Oh yeah.
4: You guys got to synchronize your calendars because uh, fall is going to last exactly thirty six hours here.
1: Yeah, that's. Probably hey, I'll tell you accurate. something. You
2: yeah. know, something really cool is happening next weekend that uh, that I am going to be involved in. Uh, oh. You know, uh, there's an air show at Sanford Airport next weekend, oh. and you know all the big you know the the Thunderbirds and all the you know military jets and all that will be there. Sweet. But when they clear their passes, they fly out over Lake Monroe at low altitude and high speed. So there's seven or eight boats uh, from our marina that are going to go anchor out in the eastern end of the lake where that's the jets the fly house. right over.
4: Yeah, that's that's yeah. where they flush the blue water, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what that means. What do you mean? What are you talking about? The flushing your head? Yeah, you well, mean?
4: you know when they when they fly over the un uninhabited areas, that's where they clear the tanks. Oh uh, uh, no!
1: Yeah.
2: N- n-
4: well, I've never had blue rain fall on my boat. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it would
1: be more like a uh, blue hail. By the way, it wouldn't be any kind of rain. It's usually frozen, and you hear these stories. It's it's not pleasant.
2: You I have not that. experienced
1: yeah, that. I think you're good. Thank goodness. That could be fine. All yeah, right. Well, but, you got that to look forward to. And I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, you, you guys, I would imagine Barry's going to go out on, like, uh, towards the, uh, Halloween and like put on a pumpkin head and just cruise around the intercoastals there in South Florida. Or what do you think, Barry?
4: No, but uh, should. this weekend is Columbus Day Regatta weekend.
1: Oh, so you're going to go out and do a little gawking at the fellow boaters uh, on mm-hmm. Monday? Is that your plan? That's That's a possibility, depending uh-huh. on the weather right that's not creepy at all
4: no 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 i'm i'm from a a far distance i just use a telephoto lens
1: yeah okay she's
4: stalking from long distance (laughs) Yeah, it's safer that way. You're yeah, just the digging telepho- that whole the telephoto
3: lens that requires a tripod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Well, that puts him out of gun range. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it gets.
1: Uh, it, it does get a little colorful uh, there at the Columbus Day Regatta. I, I thought they were trying to clamp down on that stuff, too, though.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen because of everything that's happened up to now. But yeah. if all those new boaters are out there, who knows?
1: All those nude vo- uh, boaters. No, no, I said nude. Nude boaters, got it.
4: You said nude, okay. Yeah.
1: So uh, we'll see what happens uh, for sure, but chances are it's going to be quite an adventure at the very uh Well, they're
4: the going sen- to have a senior citizen village there this year.
1: What? <laughs> well, are and going be nude? Yeah. Well, is yeah, that the section you're going to be in? Is that what you're trying <laughs> no, to say no, or what? No. <laughs> I don't get it, Barry. You're losing us here now. That's okay. <laughs> So uh, so, what do you – well, explain yourself then. What do you mean?
4: Well, if, for all the all the people that have been doing this for the last 30 years, they have to have a senior section over there. Yeah. That's the section you want to – Okay, there.
1: so that is the section you will be in is what you're trying to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I'm lost. Are you Mike? That's okay. <laughs> Patrick, uh, can you make <laughs> any sense of Barry or do we got to hire a translator? I'm I, to I have no
4: idea what's going on.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I'm actually with Patrick on this one, There must Barry.
4: be something in my iced tea that's yeah, different. That's, that's not a pumpkin spice lat-
1: latte he's drinking, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, anyway, uh, we do have some news and information, uh, you know, more associated with the boating lifestyle to navigate today. Patrick, where, where are we going?
3: Uh, let's start, When we've got a lot of industry news to uh, go over, but let's start with a company... Uh, That is run by a gentleman named Kurt Strand, um, who's a noted yacht designer, and he has a company called Strandcraft. He has unveiled the Strandcraft V8 Daytona GT.
1: Mm, Sounds cool.
3: Yeah. And you want to guess what kind of watercraft it is?
1: Um, Looks like a uh, Mustang GT or something. Very sporty. (laughs) Yeah, that's
3: that's a type of watercraft. Uh good job. Um it is a jet ski.
1: That looks like that's a Mustang insane. GT. What, looks a like, where did you get Mustang from? <laughs> well, cuz it's a GT, they have the that model of a Mustang GT. They have that. Ford Mustang GT. So I'm just trying to think, take that the off. Between out of you water.
3: and Barry, you guys it, it's sad day when Mike is going to be the voice of reason that I have to have a conversation with on this show. That's his and, role, and I've got to take you and Barry completely out of it. He
4: is a well, mariner. I, I dragged uh, Patrick with. I mean, I dragged Greg with me today. Okay.
3: Uh, anyway, so this uh, he has unveiled the Strandcraft V8 Daytona GT. More than five years in the making, it marries power and speed for unbridled
4: thrills. You imagine a V8 between your legs? I just. I just well, what like a, a I can a, a can of the uh, the tomato juice? The,
0: yeah,
3: no. that's, that's this
4: weird. Thing, this thing is some amazing. You uh, <laughs> imagine putting in an eight cylinder engine on a little itty bitty boat?
3: Well, this 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 is bigger than your boat. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> looking
1: at it now. It doesn't look that much bigger. But you but ride it like, like a feet. you ride it ride it like a jet ski though. Yes. Wow. Yes. But it's Here. just monstrous. Look. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. I just can't imagine that much power because. Uh, you know my my uh my brother used to have a um uh, a jet ski that was modified it had a supercharger and a different uh nozzle so it had more power and when I accelerated on that thing i I could hardly hold on with the tightest grip i mean it would almost come out from under me. I can't imagine what this thing
1: would do
3: yeah this uh this is a six point two liter <laughs> aluminum engine. That will be supercharged for added oh, wow. grunt.
4: No, mm. you don't have enough horsepower with just the, with eight cylinders, huh? Uh, uh,
3: Strandcraft hasn't specified a top speed, but suffice it to say, um, it's going to be. Um, I guess seatbelts may be optional. Yeah, with this thing,
1: what is? Uh, uh, I I don't quite understand the the metric of using. It'll give you extra grunt. You said. Yeah, it's a press release, Greg. Yeah, what does that mean? Extra grunt.
3: It means when you hit the throttle, you are going to oh! audibly grunt because you're going to be thrown back by about nine Gs. Oh,
4: okay, it's called ludicrous speed. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: okay. okay. It comes with free rotator cuff surgery.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> that's good.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you your,
4: could,
3: your you may be, is, you may be able to go plaid in this thing,
4: right? Your face will right. just get peeled back like you were in one of those old NASA videos. Okay. So, yeah if and i would
3: i would suffice it to say you're probably they they got to be at least 50 grand uh and they haven't put out pricing yet but you got to think this thing's got to be running about $50,000 maybe even a little bit more so i don't think we're going to be inundated on the water uh with these um uh like the uh, smaller jet skis but
1: this will be the biggest the fastest out there on the waterways though possibly <laughs>
3: You think? Uh, yeah. It's, it's. you know, I guess if you build it, somebody's going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, and the market is, is ripe for things like this. So, you know, hats off to them. But that uh, is breaking news coming out. Also, we have uh, the Marine Max has acquired Intrepid Yachts mm. this past week. They uh, made that announcement. They have been slowly buying up some of these boat companies. So it's going to be interesting to see what Marine Max does going forward, uh, seeing as how they're kind of a main outlet for Brunswick.
1: That's good, I think, isn't it? i will give them more reach. it's, It's different. It's because, it's extra grunt for uh, marine max,
4: <laughs> I believe. He's going to use that word all day now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's
2: just more industry consolidation. You know, um, a lot of industries are going through that right now, and the boating industry is no different.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, we can we can use some extra grunt here on yes. the world of boating. I think <laughs> so. Uh, start eating some Mexican, uh, Barry, and come back at the commercial break.
0: I could. Oh boy. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network State mental institution. Uh,
1: we chartered the boat. We're going to go fishing. And uh, that's all there is to
0: it. But I will cry myself to sleep, my soul no longer leaves, But my body lies in the heart of the
1: sea. This is the World of Boating. Gregor First, mate, Captain Patrick Barry the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounded out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so Marine Max picked up uh, Intrepid yachts. Yep. So Intrepid boats, yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna start seeing more of this? You think this consolidation in this in current uh, economic climate? You think, Patrick, or what's your prediction?
3: Well, among boat manufacturers, you know, there's been a uh, buying spree from Correct Craft. Uh, over the over the last few years. But to have a, what is essentially a marine retailer start to purchase boat manufacturing companies, your business model is, you know, retail sales, uh, some marinas, things like that, same thing that One Water has. But now you're starting to pick up boat brands. So does your business model, are, are you set up to effectively and successfully run a boat manufacturer. It's a whole different part of the industry versus, you know, doing retail sales and maybe running a marina. Yeah, and it's reversed
2: from what you normally see. Normally, you would see the manufacturing channel um, acquiring the distribution channels and bolting them onto their businesses. This is a completely, you know, this is the complete reverse of that.
3: Yeah, so, it, you know, it's with the industry going the way that it is to find manufacturers that are independently owned or maybe owned by a corporation and are willing to sell, the price would have to be awfully attractive uh, because right now uh, they're going to be, for the next two to three years, they'll probably be seeing record profits. Uh, so it I think it remains to be seen.
1: Okay. Well, time will tell. Yes. We'll monitor it accordingly, and what it means to the end consumer. You think it's a good thing or a bad thing if it does happen more that along those lines?
3: If they're if they're successful at it, it could be a good thing because they're gonna they're gonna sell directly through their dealerships through Marine mm-hmm. Max. Okay. They'll do all their service work, all their warranty work will all be done through Marine Max. They'll have access to everything directly. Versus having to go to an independent manufacturer, you know, somebody like Brunswick to cover their product or Yamaha. So it may streamline, but they've got to make the manufacturing process. They're going to have to really slim it down, get really lean in order to be successful with that transition from manufacturing to get it to the retail user and still be making money. And what that's going to do for the other brands that Marine Max carries, they may be like, you know what? If boat sales are good right now, uh, now we're going to be in direct competition. We can't beat your prices. So then Marine Max can use that to leverage these other boat manufacturers to, you know, for better pricing. It's something that um, another company could be rhymes with uh, uh, bone, mortar. that they may be doing. <laughs> it with. With what? Now I'm trying to figure that out. I, 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 I that. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> don't read too much into it. Yeah. Okay. It's it the best I could come up with on this slide. All right. Yeah. Uh, so with all the boat dealerships that this other company's been buying and these boat dealerships, you know, used to be, if you went back 10, 15, 20 years ago, Boat dealerships carried specific brands, and they serviced specific engines, and in the last 10 years or so, that kind of all fell by the wayside because there, there's there's no more, they, look, if I can't get my boat, you know, you can't sell me a boat with this engine, this is what I want, I'm going to go to Joe down the street. So you'll find boat dealerships that sell competing brands, uh, whether it's bow riders, whether it's cabin cruisers, you know, it's a... It, it's like going to a car dealership and they carry all on one lot, Ford, Chevy, Dodge, you know, Isuzu, uh, you know, with Toyota, Honda, everything all under
4: one roof. Well, it makes it easier for the customer too to be able to compare these different brands.
3: Well, it does, but what happens is when you have a uh, a corporation such as uh, Marine Max or One Water, where they start to buy majority stakes in these dealerships or buy these dealerships outright, they then leverage that against the boat manufacturers to get better pricing okay. on the boats yeah. because we're the only game in town. So they've kind of created, you still have your mom and pops out there dealerships, but effectively the two big players are going to be right now, Marine Max and One Water. And they're going to leverage that against the boat manufacturers to get better pricing on the product, which means that, you know, the the manufacturers, again, have to get lean, have to look at uh, streamlining their processes, getting the product out at a better cost, more effectively. And can that be done? And is it sustainable?
4: And and uh, you're talking about the mom and pop uh, businesses, one of the ways that they can help Profit from this is to give a more personalized service and an absolute 100% service to their customers as well as possibly new customers, you know, show the difference.
3: Yeah, but what you'll find is when when One Water went in and started buying up these dealerships, say like South Shore up in uh, Ohio or Walker's Marine down in Marco, these are well-established dealerships. They've got established clientele Mm -hmm. over the years, and they don't get rid of the name. You know, it doesn't become one Water Marine. It's they maintain Walker's Marine Sales or uh, Bosun's Marine or Sundance, so they keep that local flavor, if you will, and they still give that personalized service. They just report to a much bigger boss.
4: That's Mm -hmm. true, and and they'll also be able to get parts and other stuff easier. Maybe,
1: yeah, Mike,
2: possibly, possibly. What I was going to say, they're going to have to be careful. About cannibalism, and that's an actually you know, that's that's an economic term. They're going to start eating term. each
1: other. Well, i'm confused.
2: <laughs> What? No, it's a, no, it's really an economic term because they have so many competing brands that they're all pushing at the same time. Right. That uh, you know, it's, it's a very real risk for them to be taking.
1: Yeah, it, I would say well, overall, you know what happens when when I see this kind of stuff in any industry. As initially, it is really good because, like you said, you get a bigger network of suppliers, service uh, places, and and dealers and stuff like that. So you have more to pull from and more resources to work with as a company. But then, after a certain time, they start bringing in consultants and like, hey, we can trim this back, trim that back. Next thing you know, everybody's getting fired and they're consolidating this and that. And it ends up uh, filtering down to the end consumer. And, and, you know, a couple years down the road could be a bad thing. So it depends on how they handle it. Are you with me? on that, Patrick, or what do you think? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I figured.
3: What Mike was talking about actually happens on the manufacturers, too, where they carry too many of the same type of model yeah. and wind up just diluting their... No,
1: they start model. eating each other. That's what he said.
0: The cannibalism thing. <laughs> All right, more coming up. You're listening to the World of Voting Radio Network.
1: This is the World of Voting, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Captain Patrick, uh, uh, well, he doesn't, well, I, I, I didn't mention Barry, I guess I got to throw him into the crew list as well. Uh, by the way, you can see everybody uh, on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, you name it, we got it streaming today and we apologize in advance. Please share and or warn uh, all your friends on your social media channels. And uh, I think that's the way we do it, right? It's more of a warning than a share.
3: Yeah, Uh, all you see is my hat, so
1: we're good. Yeah, Okay. Well, there's Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I don't think cannibalism is going to break out on the world of boating crew. However, we do have a kind of like an insider's pact that if we go out on a boating uh, excursion that uh, as we are leaving the dock, uh, we we do kind of draw straws and and decide who are we going to eat first if we get stranded at sea. Barry is usually the winner every time cuz he has a little bit more meat on the bones and could be spread around the rest of the crew and uh, That's actually Barry. incorrect.
3: I'm very tender. What? That's actually incorrect. You've always been the first one to go.
1: No, that's not I don't think that's accurate. No, right. it is accurate. Less fat, less flavor. That's well, what I've always been. No,
3: we, we we just don't need the dead weight, Greg. Oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. True.
1: All right. Moving you, on. You
3: you. Let's see. If if he there can't. if there were buttons to push on the life raft, you'd be the guy. Otherwise, you're done.
1: Well, there's buttons or there imaginary buttons that I could uh, push or come up with.
3: Yeah, somebody's been drinking seawater. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, we are just weeks away. Weeks away from. The Winter. Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Woohoo! Thanks for whoever shouted that out. How many I weeks? did. Lame it's Halloween Bells weekend. Yeah. Uh, October 27th through the 31st.
4: Mm-hmm. And uh, they always give out candy. Do and
3: they? Show-
1: I didn't yeah. know they did uh, that. I, yeah. That would make consider sense. Consider
4: it to be the, uh,
3: the official kickoff of boat show season. Uh, of course, we're about halfway through the model year right now. And as we've discussed, On previous shows, you know, a lot of manufacturers have already sold out this model year, the 2022, looking at uh, starting to take orders on 2023. So if you're looking to buy a boat and you're in the area, this would be the place to go and ask them about getting price protected.
1: There you go. And uh, remember, it is Halloween weekend. So what are you going to go as? I'm going as a boater. I call it. I don't know what you losers are going to be, but that's what I'm
0: going as. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm strong to the finish because I eat me spinach.
1: Be a good uh, suggestion as well if you're going to go to the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show here at the uh, end of October, right there Halloween weekend. Go as Popeye; you'd fit right in with all the rest of the boaters. I think
4: I am what I am.
1: So okay, uh, so Barry's going as Popeye. I'm going as a boater. uh Just I'm to kind of mix an and You're going as an eperb. That's uh, I'm going to go like as that. an eperb. All right. I'm going to put
2: an antenna on my head. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So Mike Mike's, so uh, Mike's much been you're drinking in
3: the way you do every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: All right. Well, uh, you know, go to as, you know, to the boat shows, whatever you see fit. But it, you know, being that signal. it is Halloween weekend, you do have a license to pretty much go go nuts. I mean, uh, rumor has it that Captain Patrick's going to go as a stripper. Like a like a hooker, a, a woman of the night. So, uh, you have that to look forward to or avoid uh, at all what costs. What is wrong with you today? I'm just saying, I, that's that's what the bud on the street is or on the waterways that I've heard. I'm just saying. You haven't left that studio in a year and a half. Well, I, I can surf the internet. I I, che- <laughs> I check the interwebs, <laughs> and this is what we see All on right, there well, sometimes.
3: I, I may be heading down to flibs uh, like I've done the last several years. However, a word of warning to the World of Boating listeners and or viewers you are not going to run me all over the boat show like you did last year. I think I logged 24 miles of walking, and I think they had their maps of the boat show because as I was asking as we were streaming live on Facebook, you know, what did they want to see next? And I'm going from h Dock all the way over to the whole other side, and then, hey, we want to see it. And then we're going back the other way. (laughs) And I, I was about two and a half hours into it before I got hip to what, I, I thought that they were doing. I got a lot of that that mileage theory. out of that
1: five bucks, I got to tell you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thanks, gang. So
4: this year, they don't have them A, B, C, D, E, F jo- docs. They have them all mixed up for you.
1: Yeah, it, that's
3: that's not going to work. Hmm. Uh, but I may be heading down. I don't know if I'll go down that Friday or that Saturday and report live, because I know Greg is interested in knowing how wide the aisles are and the quality of the carpet. So <laughs> That is true. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he, he has the standards and the food. And,
3: and you know, we joke with Greg, you know, about his uh, his first starring role in video where he threw up on cue. Um, was that for the uh, Dima? Oh,
1: uh, that video? was for a Divers Alert Network uh, safety right. video. I played a dead guy who was so, revived and puked on cue.
3: Now, how much do you think Greg's vomit,
1: if it had hardened, would have been worth? Oh boy, that's a tough one.
3: Like uh, amber grease? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because thirty
1: cents. It, it is can kind of greasy. Yeah.
3: Because out in Thailand, and although not really boating, but it is a fisherman guy, uh, he found a piece of ambergris in the surf. $1.2 million. Whale. Yep,
4: yep. Wow. That's expensive wow. stuff. What yeah. do you do with it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They make perfume out of it. It's disgusting.
2: <laughs> Who's the first person that came up with the idea of
4: making
2: perfume out of a lump of whale vomit? It was
1: Greg. That is incorrect. That was not me. <laughs> you, you know, it it had it had to be the French. What? Hello, when, what? when we
4: do the, we? this, whale vomit. Why do you think they invented perfume? Uh, well, uh, we know why. I,
1: I just yeah. wonder. You know, does whale vomit actually smell really good?
4: <laughs> you know, I've never I've never seen I it. I think in. as the cap, that as the uh, temporary captain of the show for the next five seconds, you should go out and find out for us.
1: Well, we got to find some first. Yeah, I I, yeah. I will tell you from personal experience. I know my spew does yeah, not is God. not a, a, have a pleasant aroma to it. So yeah, I'm just and confused.
2: It, if whale vomit's worth one point two million for a you know a, a two or three pound block, I think we ought to go look for some. So yeah,
1: exactly.
3: I think we just got to get Greg to throw up. That's all.
4: <laughs> no, we've I've seen that. It's green.
1: Yeah, generally yes, can be. Depends on uh-huh. what what I ate a little earlier.
3: Okay, going to going to throw this one out because we still got industry news we want to get through. Okay, um, you know, over the years we we talk about NEMA, uh, NEMA this, NEMA that. Um, Greg, what does NEMA stand
1: for? Uh, National Electronics Marine Association. If it was something like that,
3: if it, it yeah, except it's N N M E A NEMA. But, uh, yeah, National Marine Electronics Association, they just wrapped up their expo uh, Mm -hmm. right on the heels of IBEX, and they have their top award winners. Uh, We're going to run down the list here. So for uh, Christmas is coming up. If you're looking to uh, upgrade some equipment or you're looking for something for that boater uh, in your life, uh, you may want to take note. Of course, this story and all the stories that we've talked about and the majority of the ones that we didn't are on the World of Boating Facebook page. They post throughout the week and uh, they show up through the uh, magic of the Internet uh, simultaneously on the World of Boating uh. Webpage. So mm-hmm. check us out and pay heed to our sponsors because they are who keep us on the air. Uh, so uh, Marine VHF, the ICOM M605. Uh, so if you're looking for a VHF, you might want to check out that. Radar, the Furuno DRS4DNXT, uh, satellite communications antenna. Boy, this is a lot of nerd stuff.
1: Well, it is. <laughs> I mean, does it even tell you what makes it unique and why no. they won? you are just listing we'll, them we'll, off we we'll, huh?
3: we'll, we'll we'll get to some stuff that you may actually be interested. In. Multifunction display Garmin, the GPS Map 8616 XSV. Mm-hmm. Uh along with that, of course is their Fusion Apollo MS uh series. Of course Garmin owns Fusion. There's a uh, PC software, there's uh ooh, the marine apps utility, Garmin's Active Captain, uh which is <laughs> a really is a really neat deal. Um uh, there what, What's
1: so funny, Barry?
4: I uh, just, yeah, I'm just thinking how we could put that into your vehicle and anything else that you mm-hmm. operate. It'll hey, make no. us safer in the world.
2: Quick, hmm. quick question on on that. So, I, I use Navionics. What's um, what, what would? What's the comparison between the two? So
1: what's the difference? Do we know between Garmin Active Captain, a- Active Active Captain, Captain? and Navionics? Well, you have a Navionics app.
3: Yes. Uh, well the garmin active captain ties directly into their garmin systems so your 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 ability to your ability to operate it, um via your phone anywhere monitor your vessel uh things of that nature your your dock okay. you're, you're up on the beach something yeah. like that um, Is
2: it, well the navigation system on my boat gives me a choice of two or three different sources to use Mm-hmm. and navionics is one of them and that's the one i chose not for any you know not for any particular reason it was just the one i chose
1: cuz it sounded so, cool so
2: navionics, you're saying that right.
4: garmin could work for your system i think the garmin
2: charts are downloadable onto my system i think
3: yeah mm-hmm. and if you could do that and you can download the uh, active captain it'd be something to take a look at uh, mm-hmm. i know we on the the boats we manufacture it's something that is uh, widely used uh, FLIR, their marine camera, their Teledyne. Oh, I love uh, FLIR. FLIR. Uh, Autopilot Garmin, again, with the Reactor 40, with the Smart Pump version 2. Uh, remote monitoring, Maritron, uh, took a, took an award there. And uh, Wi-Fi cellular device, KVH track phone. So, again, mm-hmm. you can uh, take a look. At the website or on a Facebook page, if you're interested in any of those things, see what's new out there uh, and the one that the judges deemed worthy of these awards. Uh, moving into uh, seasickness, as we were talking about and, and throwing up, <laughs> hmm. uh, stabilizers are becoming are, are becoming more and more in demand. And I don't know if if that's necessarily true, as much as marketing is making you think that they're becoming more and more in demand. Uh, but there are more players coming into uh, that market. And when I say that, where the, traditionally they may have been doing stabilizing systems for larger craft and now looking at moving down into boats as small as 23 feet. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. That. I know where you're heading, Mike. Yeah, I, I just and Barry, I know where you're heading too, because <laughs> uh, honestly, here's some here's a, here's some Dramamine, and here's a bucket because I'm not dropping eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, it's more than a boat. Yeah, to 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 run this system so that you feel comfortable out on the water. Or go I, out on a calm day. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm I'm just one of those people. I always enjoyed the pitch and roll. Of the boat whether you know we're, we're we're moving through the water or we're at anchor i enjoy that it's part of why i go out on the water is to experience that otherwise it'd be like taking a going out on a four-wheel drive forest trail and you got a vehicle that is not going to move at it's automatically going to balance and you're going to just sit level the whole way while the, you know, the suspension takes everything and you don't feel a thing. What I'm good with that.
1: that. I'm Listen, very good with that because when well, you start getting a little uh, ill, it kind of ruins your day. You it,
4: it's it's not so much when you're moving as much as when you're sitting in one place depending yep. on the pitch and roll that you exactly. have for that day.
1: I'm in it for the view. I'm in it for the sights, the sounds, uh, the experience and social aspects of it. But maybe that's just me.
0: And eh, no, it's not. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
1: Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter.
3: Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott.
1: Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank, probably just a few more breaths.
0: Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase.
1: One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward.
0: You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast.
1: I got to get to rock and get my hat off the rack. World Boating. Greg, first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater Michael Mariner, rounded out the crew. Uh, we are navigating the latest boating news and information, then just sharing a bunch of stuff that you may or may not find interesting if you are a boater. But uh, but hopefully you're sticking with us. And yeah, uh, we
3: trending on Facebook and Twitter right now yeah. is Greg
1: vomit. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> How much is so that going is for in the uh, open market these days, by the way? Is it anywhere close know. to the whale vomit, 1.2 mil? Uh,
4: keep working on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's something that uh, you can file away accordingly and impress or abuse your friends with that little news nugget. Uh, what
3: else hey, we great. got, Patrick? Well, I know you you had a uh, an email come across that you sent to all of us. Mm -hmm. I largely ignored it because we've talked about uh, these things over the years. So those, of course, you just have to search and find a podcast where we talk about this stuff. But uh, I think Mike had some insight on that particular subject, as he is really the only one here who owns a large craft and spends a considerable amount of time on it, versus myself where I just spend time... You know, playing around in brand new boats
1: and you okay. know running them. So up and that down was the, the email we got like from Daryl, who said, "Hey, could you talk more about boats in the thirty-five to forty-foot range? Uh, obviously, he's looking for something in that uh, in that ballpark, and it would like he'd like us to be a little bit more tailored specifically to him.
4: I think he wants to live aboard too.
1: Well, and that's a good size for it." I think he's right there in the in the ballpark. Wouldn't you say, Mike? That's a good size to be, and if that's what you want. Well,
2: I, there are people that that I know that live on you know thirty five, thirty six foot boats, but really, you know, I, in my opinion, you know, forty is a good size. No, the bigger is, is better.
1: I, mean, I think the bigger you can afford, just, the better you're going to feel about right, it. Right, and and you well, know, and, and if you're going to
2: be operating the boat, of course, when you're Buying a you know a boat like that, a boat from say thirty to thirty-five, like the two boats I had previous. One was thirty, and one was thirty-four feet. Um, similar boats in terms of systems. You know the power was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the thirty-foot boat was a little more complex because it had out drives on it, twin engines. The other one had inboards. All the other systems were identical. Yeah. When you get into forty-footers, you still have largely the same systems you just might have more of them you know like i have sure. two ba- yeah i have two heads two showers whereas the older boats had one mm-hmm. so the systems are the same you just have
1: more right and um well i've never you know. heard a boater say uh that after he you know or she bought a uh, boat say in the 30 foot range and i i've talked to many of my friends over the years as we've done this show and liar. I've not once heard them say, like, gosh, I wish I had a smaller boat. <laughs> you just don't hear that. Yeah, it's always like, and it's fun, It's <laughs> amazing, especially on sailboats. Like, uh, I have some friends that have, like, a 32. And as soon as they got their 32-foot sailboat monohull, they loved it. But they're like, gosh, we really yeah. should have went with the 34. And I'm like, really? Well, too can't. You can't it's
4: envision a, how much stuff you're going to add to the boat until you actually have it, right? right.
2: It's well, a it's a it's a commitment to to, to upsize for several reasons. One, um, you have you do have more systems on the larger boats. There's you know two you know there's two staterooms, two two heads, you know the kitchen.
1: Two heads they, are better they, than one. Stop yeah. it. See what I did uh, there?
2: Uh. Yeah. But uh, the larger boats might have some things that make things easier too, like a like a reverso system to change the oil in the engines and things like that that make mm-hmm. things easier, um, you know. But you know, it, it, it's really just making sure that whatever you're getting into, uh, you're taking the time to get familiar with.
1: Patrick, but
3: when you're talking about boats that you're going to spend a considerable amount of time on, you know, systems certainly one thing, but then you're talking about a whole lifestyle change. And really paring down to the necessities that you need on the boat because you're limited with how much room you've got. And you can only bring so much stuff because, of course, more stuff equals more weight, which mm-hmm. can decrease your performance and increase your fuel costs in running that boat. You I actually ran calculations years ago for myself if I ever decided to get a aboard And I would not be able to do it on anything less than an 88-footer. Wow.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's well you, you know, you are right. You do have to become a minimalist if you're going to do that because I've been on some liveaboard boats where people took a lot of stuff with them, and it, it's just too much. You have no space. It feels cluttered. So um, so
1: don't be a hoarder nice. if you expect yeah, to right, exactly. Exactly. But, but live on it, a boat But it's or, easy yeah. to do
3: when you're out on a boat. It's easy to accumulate just in your house. It's easy to accumulate stuff, and then all of a sudden... You know, you you step down into the cabin, you can't turn around. Right. right. Okay. The, other
4: thing, the only other thing you have to think about is your cost versus size, because the bigger the boat is, the more it's going to cost, especially if you're going to find dockage. So those are some of the things
1: mm-hmm. you have to weigh.
3: But that's where you go and you just maintain a safe harborage and you get one of these V8-powered jet skis to run back and forth to the shore in.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking Captain Patrick has more psychological issues that – Uh, We would have to dive into much deeper uh, when it comes to the size of these vessels. Uh, Why? He wants an 88-foot boat? (laughs) He can't do anything
3: less than an 88-footer? Well, to to, to be comfortable and to have everything that I want to have.
1: You're a hoarder. No, yes, it's not are. being a hoarder. A hoarder. It's, it's, hoarder. It's, if
3: I'm going to live aboard, this is this is what I need to maintain my lifestyle. Oh, that's what the, a storage unit is. Yeah, he,
1: all he all Stop. he has is a storage bunch is of uh. A waste of money. He just has a bunch of plaques of guitars and and records on the wall. I mean, what else does he have? He doesn't need anything else. I have my pride, Greg. His pride. <laughs> I have my pride. And his head. Yes, his head is pretty large too. Okay. That's it. All right. Uh, uh, bus, on that right? note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time. Remember, whether it's sale
0: or motor. Life is and better.
1: better as a Safe boat. Safe voting, everyone questions or comments, feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.